Welcome to the Purpose Founder Podcast. We're so excited that you're here. This is a weekly recap of the Life Gathering that happens on Wednesdays at 1.30 Eastern Standard Time. Join our Facebook discipleship page and receive updates and content information and connect with people from all around the world. We're so excited that you're joining you're us joining today. Us for the Life Gathering. Uh, we're going through some really great things called the Five Assurances. So I'd love for you to go to Facebook, rewatch those videos, um, and get caught up to where we're at because we're going to talk about how we're going to use those scriptures and how we're going to use those in our life. So the fundamentals are important for us. And the question is, how do you grow in your relationship with Jesus? You know, oftentimes we ask, is there a manual? And yes, there is a manual. The manual is scripture. But sometimes having something a little bit more tangible for us to be able to hold and grasp into is helpful for us to better understand the word of God. So we're going to go over the word hand today which is five fingers total. And we're going to start with the word here, which is our pinky finger. And it comes from Romans 10, 17, which says, consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word about Christ. So hearing pastors and teachers teach from the word provides fresh insight for scripture. This idea comes from if we hold the Bible and if we just hold it with just our pinky, it's not possible for us to be able to do that. In fact, someone could come by and grab the word of God out of our hands and they would just take it. And it's because we only have 5% of understanding if we only hear and listen to other people. So we have to do more than that to engage in our Christian life. It's really important for us to be able to uh, have an intimate relationship with God because God wants to know you. He desires to know you so much so that he says, we want you here today. And he wants to know, wants you to know that he loves you and he wants you to know his voice and knowing his voice starts with understanding the word of God. The next one is to read everything we read. We have 15% retention for things that we read. So if we do 5% of listening and 15% of reading, then we're actually moving the right direction. And we're starting to really grasp and understand the word of God. It says reading gives us overview of the Bible and is the foundation of a daily quiet time. Revelations 1.3 says, blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy and blessed are those who hear it and take it to heart what is written because the time is near. The time is near. It's always near because we don't know when Christ is coming. So if we take the word and say, hey, I want to be hungry for God. I want to know more about him. He's going to meet us right where we're at. So if I try to hold the Bible with just two fingers, it's not possible. And I, this whole idea is going to come together here in just a second. But I just want you to understand that we can't know everything about the Bible if we're only hearing and reading the word of God. Let's go to the next slide. The next uh, word is study. So we retain 35% of what we study. So studying scripture uh, deepens our conviction. It requires greater time and effort, but the result is increased knowledge of the Bible. In Acts 17, 11, it says, now the barren Jews were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see what to see if what Paul said was true. What I love about the church uh, back in the New Testament time was that not everybody knew how to read. And so they actually had to go and listen to somebody and hang on. I want to make sure I allow this recording. So they weren't able to actually go and uh, listen or, or I'm sorry. Uh, they weren't able to go and just read the Bible because not everybody knew how to read. So they had to go and actually listen to someone read the Bible. 
One of my favorite things about studying scripture and hearing of people studying of scripture is that they actually had to memorize scripture. They also had to listen to it and retain all of the information. They had to study it and they had to ask questions because they didn't have the living word with them wherever they went. The gift of today is that we're able to actually read the Bible whenever we desire. But the gift then was having to rely on others and to be in community and to be in fellowship to be able to understand the word of God. They were excited. They were eager because it was something that they couldn't grasp. But today we have the gift and the blessing of being able to read the Bible wherever we go. So if we hear the word of God, that's 5% understanding, 15% if we're reading the word of God, and 35% if we're studying the word of God. So God desires for us to be in full unity and full relationship with him. And this is why he calls us to do these foundations of a Christian life. The next one is to memorize. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite things and to meditate, which we're going to go over next. I know, spoiler alert. Uh, Ephesians 6, 17 says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And so if we don't know our Bible, we're not able to go and do things effectively. I remember someone saying one time, hey, if I have the sword of the spirit and I go like this and I the enemy's coming to attack me and it's only this size because I don't know the word of God then I'm going to set myself up for failure. But if I know the word of God and I know who he says I am in Christ and the enemy comes, I put my Bible up. I put my sword of the spirit up. I can withstand all temptation. I can withstand all things because Christ gives me strength to do that. Psalms 119, nine through 11 says, how can a young person stay on the path of purity by living according to your word? I seek you with all my heart and do not let me stray from your commands have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And this is the other call to scripture, to memorize scripture, to know it, to have it written on our heart. It actually allows us to be able to know what God says for us to do. It's the calling card on our heart. It's to say, I have a moral compass. I know who I am in Christ because I know the word of God. Nothing I, I understand is more than this because this is it. This is my full understanding of God is the word of God. And it says that 100% of what we memorize will actually will retain, but we have to review it. And that's where meditation comes into it. So meditation, Psalms one, two through three says, but those who delight in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaves does not wither whatever they do prospers. I, I just want to take that scripture and run with it because that's my hope and desire of my life is that I sit by the living waters, which is scripture. It's scripture. This is the whole point of, of living this life is to understand who God says we are and to, to truly completely obtain all of those things because I get the word and I read it and I'm starting to understand it. So if I do all of these things, if I hear the word of God, if I read if I study, if I memorize, I can hold the whole Bible in my hand. So if someone comes to me and tries to distract me, if someone comes to me and tries to tempt me, if someone comes to me and does anything that isn't according to God and they try to take the Bible from my hand, they can't because I have a full understanding of what scripture says. And if I don't, I'm getting it because I'm doing all of these things and God desires for us to know him. You see, meditation is the process that accompanies each of the other four methods of scripture intake. This is why meditation is assigned to the thumb. 
Only the thumb can touch all four fingers. This is why it's so powerful. We, we do all of these things. We can hold the word of God. We can hold the word of God. And by meditating on God's words, as we hear it, read it, study it, and memorize it, we discover its transforming power at work within us. It is such a gift to have this, the Bible in our hands. It's the best gift we've ever received. And I want to give a practical example here. Recently, I was sitting in my life and things were going a little bit crazy. And I said, I don't, Lord, I don't know what's going on. And the Lord convicted me and he said, when's the last time you read? When's the last time you studied? When's the last time you heard the word of God? When's the last time you memorized or meditated? And I said, man, I've been doing like three out of the five things. Let me focus on these things. And so I practically did all five of those things. And then all of a sudden, things got easier. Life started to make more sense. The temptations, the enemy couldn't, their voice couldn't even come in my head anymore because I was doing all five things. I was meditating, I was memorizing, I was studying, I was reading, and I was hearing the word of God. It is so powerful to do these things. And it's, it's God's commandment to us to understand the Bible, to understand who we are in Christ. The last thing I'll say about this is if, if you're struggling right now with your relationship with Christ, or if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this is a great place to start. And if you're saying, hey, where in the Bible should I start to read? I love the book of Luke and I love the book of Acts. Luke was a doctor. He was, a, he was really a, a real doctor, a physician. He went around trying to make sure the Bible was true and verifying miracles. And I love that. I love that a doctor went and verified miracles of Jesus. So I could say, yeah, I believe that that's true. And in the book of Acts, it's full of God's power and what he's done to the church after they've received Christ. It's such a beautiful thing. So if I were you and I was saying, hey, where should I start in my, in my Christian walk? I would start with Luke and the book of Acts or even the book of John. They're all so much fun to read. All right, so that is the word hand. And I, I just wanna say that Romans 8, 11 says the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. And it's the most important gift you've ever received is the gift of Christ. Um, I can still remember accepting Christ. I can still remember uh, the love that I felt and the love that I still feel today. I still feel loved by Jesus. I know that he sees me, that he knows me. And more importantly today, I wanna say he sees you, he knows you, he loves you, he's called you, and he's happy that you're here because you're his kid. And he's... As your Lord and Savior. All of this message only makes sense to do these things if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And if you don't, I want to share the gift of the gospel with you because the gift of the gospel is, is the good news. It's the best news. I'm, I'm always excited to share about it because it never gets old. There's never a dull moment with Christ, but specifically the gospel never gets old because it's the redemption and the gift he gave us when we accepted him as our Lord and Savior. You see, Isaiah, Isaiah 53, 6 says, all of us, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, but the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. We've each gone astray. There's not one person that is outside of sin. We've all done it at some point in time in our life. And God says, I made a path for you. I made a way for you. What I say in the Bible is true. This, the Bible talks about Jesus coming to save us. And then Jesus came and he saved us. He gave his life for us because he loves us, because he, he adores us, and because he wants to be in unity and relationship with us. You see, Romans 6, 23 says, for the wages of sin is death, 
But the gift of God is eternal life. The gift of God is eternal life. You see, the wages are what we earn for our, our living, our life. Our attitude, our action against God is the sin. The death is a spiritual death and a separation from God. There's nothing ever been so clear to me that there's only two options. It's to accept Christ or to not accept Christ. And, and there's two things that happen. There's a separation if we decide to go against him. It's heaven or hell. And it's God saying, hey, I love you. I want to be in unity and relationship with you. And I don't want you to suffer the wages that are here for this. And then it says, but. So for the wages of sin is death, but. And I love that. It's because the bad news was coming. And what comes next is the good news. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So gift is something we earn, uh, but it was, it was given to us freely, right? So God, we didn't earn it. God gave it to us. It's a free gift to us, uh, but it came at the cost of Jesus dying on the cross for us. This eternal life is after we, after we die and our earthly bodies leave, we go and we are in unity with God in heaven. And Christ died on the cross for our sins that separated us from God. And eternal life with him is our gift and our Lord. Upon our confession of faith, we are made... <laughs> Sorry, it just makes me so excited. Upon our confession of faith, we made him our Lord and Savior. And that's what happens. This right here is a bridge. The only way to the other side is accepting Christ. That's the only way. There's no other way around it. We can't do any good works towards it. And God doesn't call us to just do all these works for him. He calls us to do it out of love, to do it out of grace, and to walk in obedience with him. So if you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we're going to say a prayer. But I want you to know that this prayer, it's not about the prayer. It's about the heart behind the prayer, right? It's accepting Christ here inside of our heart because that's what God wants. He wants a heart that's ready and willing uh, to receive Christ as our Lord and Savior. So we're going to pray together. And if you've not said this prayer before, I want you to say this with me because you believe it. And for those of you who are wanting to rededicate your life because you're saying, hey, I, I've walked away and I want to come back. Let's say it again. You don't have to, but I want to say, let's say it again, because it's so exciting. And for those who believe, let's just say it with our brothers and sisters, just in case it's their first time saying it, right? All right, here we go. Father God, I know that I am a sinner and that I need you to forgive me. I know that your son, Jesus died a painful death and rose again so that my sins could be washed clean. Thank you. I want to make you the Lord of my life and I will trust and follow you. Everything I have is yours now. And Jesus, thank you for joining our Purpose Founder podcast. If you made a decision for Christ today, fill out the link below and let us know so we can send you a free devotional and get connected with you. We also want to remind you to join our Facebook discipleship page and get connected with us and people all around the world. Until next time, we'll see you soon.